everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of the Long Podcast Studio Sessions. Uh, my name is Dylan Mark Murphy. I'm your host, and I'm here with a really, really good friend of mine, uh, Cecilia Cantu. Cecilia, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. My name is Cecilia Cantu, as Dylan mentioned. Yeah, he's a really good friend of mine. We know each other since high school. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> first day of school, I was like his first friend. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, what's your What's your favorite Taylor Swift album, Cecilia? Uh, my favorite Taylor Swift album is Fearless. It's just been one of my, my one of my go tos. I rock out to it all the time in the car. You know, have my own little concert, all that. So I just love Yeehaw. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and how long have you been a Taylor Swift fan? Honestly, since I can remember, since I first heard Taylor Swift, I remember when I was little, my cousin would be like, oh, let's do um, pretend halftime shows while our parents watch football games. So we would go in her room, listen to a Taylor Swift song, create a dance for it, and then perform it for halftime for our family. I I, love that. I love Taylor Swift. (laughs) (laughs) That is, that is iconic. Um, We're here to talk, we're here today to talk about one of like the most popular songs on her debut album, which is uh, Teardrops on My Guitar. Um, just about everyone knows that song, even if you don't like Taylor Swift, like you still know it because it's just popular. Um, so we're just going to jump into it. Cecilia is going to give us her thoughts about the song and, you know, like what it means to her, her interpretation, all of that jazz. Um, so we're just going to jump like right into it. So Cecilia, why is this one of your favorite Taylor Swift songs? I think it's one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs because it's just, it has that, the relationship of when you break up with someone, you know, and you're sad about, sad about breaking up with them. And then, you know, you see them and you try to pretend you don't know them, but you still have those feelings for them. And I can, I can just definitely relate to it. It's just, and it's also a bop, like <laughs> you, you have to scream off the top of your lungs when you hear this song. You're right. right. You're right. So not only is it, relatable it's just like funded like jam to yes even though it's sad but even though it's sad it's a sad bop (laughs) (laughs) um so going off of that because you said you can relate to it like what does this song like mean to you how do you interpret kind of thing those two questions kind of go together so like Mm -hmm. lots of taylor swift songs are very open to interpretation um this one a little less just because it's very in your face about like what it's about you know drew and how he looks right through her or whatnot um but what does the song specifically mean to you as an individual um it to me specifically it means like how, how do i say it like it's just it means that you know you're trying to accept this heartbreak you know but you're still sad and you're going to see this per it's kind of like what I already said in mm-hmm. a way it's just like you're going to see this person no matter what you're still going to cry over them but but it's okay because heartbreaks happen heartbreaks you know? happen that is a good way to summarize this song and lots of Taylor Swift songs you know like heartbreak happens it's like yeah that's just it's just life yeah <laughs> yeah and, but but in a way it's a good thing because like it still reassures us as the audience like you know you're right heartbreak does happen and we can continue work with it like everything's still going to be okay yeah and sometimes you can write mega hits out of it like teardrops on my guitar <laughs> <laughs> um okay so this is more of a, a trickier question that I'm okay. really excited to hear your answer to um track placement um 
lots of like Taylor Swift fans look at songs and they're like, this song going into this song into this song tells a really good story. So with Teardrops on My Guitar, between a song like Picture to Burn, which is such like a heavy like rock country yeah. song uh-huh. and then a place in this world which is like a slower kind of like trying to find my way song do you think that teardrops on my guitar makes sense in between those two songs I actually kind of do okay. so I have I have this whole thing okay so I brought up the playlist right here so I can like see it right so I was thinking that a place in this world is kind of a good after because, you know, picture to burn, it's like rock anthem, kind of more aggressive, more like, oh, I hate you. Um, Cause you know, when you are going through these emotions after like a breakup, you know, you're mad at first and then you're sad. So I feel like the mad is picture to burn, the saddest teardrops on my guitar. And then the accepting it is a place in this world. That is, really interesting to think about as well and like the way you're describing it I'm sure you've already listened to it like the sour album by Olivia Rodrigo yes oh my gosh yes (laughs) I was was gonna mention it it. (laughs) it feels so similar because her album is so chaotic but you get the whole like good for you which is like I'm angry at you followed by enough for you and then happier that's like the exact same thing that you just explained yeah I I was gonna actually say um because I don't know if other people mentioned it but Dylan sent me questions so I can prepare (laughs) so I was actually gonna be like oh this reminds me of like driver's license in a way yeah it has very very similar energy and it's interesting because you know like Olivia Rodrigo wrote most of those songs when she was like 15, 16 and Taylor Swift having wrote songs like this when she was 15. Like, it's just interesting to see because obviously Olivia Rodrigo is inspired by Taylor Swift, but to compare work that was made in 2006 to work that was made in 2018 and how similar they are. My mind is consistently blown by. I just just love how. I don't know if this is going to be a controversial yet brave statement, but I just love how Olivia Rodrigo is kind of like the new Taylor Swift and I'm in love with it. She has, she has very similar energy, especially since she like writes her own music and she's got, she's got a force. She's like a force to be reckoned with right now. Like I'm, I'm 22 and I'm in love with this eight year, 18 year old. Like literally her music, (laughs) like same, same. The power she, I've never related to a song more than I've related to driver's license right now. Like literally (laughs) got it like two weeks ago. (laughs) But you know how to parallel park. (laughs) Uh, Sort of. I haven't hit anyone yet. So (laughs) I barely learned how to parallel park like last week. (laughs) Now you can parallel park. (laughs) Um, okay, so you said you're a fearless fan as well. Yeah. So this kind of like ties into that a little bit because when I've asked people this question before, lots of them are like, oh, this debut song could work on Fearless because they're both very country-esque songs with like the country twang. And if you listen to like Speak Now or Red, she kind of slowly starts to lose the country mm-hmm. vibe as we progress, obviously, with like the the pop production and everything in songs like we are never ever getting back together so my question is do you think that this song would work well on any other album it's like a 50 50 
because when listening to her first album, I think it's just called Taylor Swift, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, for the first Taylor Swift album, I think it works perfect because not only does it like show like her introducing herself and like, you know, the things that she's going through, I feel like it still could fit in to Fearless. I was thinking about all the albums and it would work good with Fearless just because, you know, you have Love Story and um, You Belong With Me, you know, two iconic songs in that album. But I think I think where it's at, it should stay there because Gosh. I think it's just iconic itself. And that was like her first few songs. So I think just staying there would be good. And I think it makes sense. It's funny that you mentioned Love Story because every time I watch both the music videos, because they both kind of start with like the high school setting and then it like builds into this fantasy land, like they're almost like the same music video, just different songs. So the story progression there also makes sense. Um, great, great answer. Great answer. I was like, what is it, Family Feud? Good answer. <laughs> The worst answer ever. The worst, horrible. No. Um, okay, so what is your your all time favorite lyric from this song? Okay, this is gonna be cliche, but it has to be "teardrops on my guitar," because when when I was you know doing my further research in the song and you know really getting into it, it just that little like chorus or verse. I, I'm horrible at music, I'm sorry. But that main part of the song is just like eye-opening because you know you have this like I'm trying to ignore him, but I love him. But then you have the this you're the reason why I'm writing these songs and why my tears are getting on these pages in my guitar. I think I just think that in itself is just a great lyric. It's it's like like thinking about all of her lyrics from this album, like the way that I like you cannot stress enough that she was like 15 when she wrote all of this and there's so many beautiful like metaphors sprinkled throughout this entire album but especially in teardrops on my guitar because obviously she's not like physically like crying on her guitar I mean she could be but like yeah. I, <laughs> I mean I've never like interpreted it like she's just physically sitting there like sobbing on her guitar but like the idea that like the guitar represents the music and the music is sad and there's like he's the reason that the music is the way it is kind of thing so i agree i think the chorus is probably one of the better parts of this song as well yes. um okay so what would you rate this song on a scale from one to 13. okay i don't know how people are gonna feel about this after knowing taylor swift and who she was and who she's becoming i'm gonna rate it a solid nine because even though it's an iconic song and everyone knows it, I think that she has these songs in her newer albums are just so beautiful and, and written so well. So I think that even though it's an iconic song, I have to give it a nine. Perfect. I mean, that's 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 good. I mean, nine is still like a yeah, good Yeah, it's still up there. Yeah. I mean, like you're not giving it a zero. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hope no, you wouldn't be actually rewind it's the worst song ever <laughs> <laughs> I worst in her discography so true okay so because you gave it a nine this is my my hot seat question is which taylor swift song would you give a 13 oh that's such a hard one okay so i think me personally what i would have to give a 13 is for my own personal reasons and my own history with this would have to be you belong with me because okay. I was the girl in the bleachers, 
you know. You were in band. I was in band. <laughs> I was the girl in the bleachers that was in love with the guy. And he, of course, went with another girl and didn't realize that I was the one, you know. So it just, just you belong with me is like my all-time favorite 13. And that's, that is so valid. It's, it's an iconic bop. And there are going to be lots of Swifties who are going to hear this. And they're going to be like, uh, her favorite song is You Belong With Me. I know. It's just but like, it's my, it's my personal connection with it. Exactly. Don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, um, my Tears Ricocheted, beautiful, beautiful. love. Cardigan, love. Incredible. Yeah. They're all really good. And They're you're awesome. entitled to, you know, like whatever songs you like. Like, if you've got a problem with someone liking a popular song, it's popular for a reason. Exactly, yes. Like, it's likable. It's just what it is. Um, okay, well, that those were all of my questions. We've Zoomed through that. Thank you so much. Um, is there anything you'd like to add, say, any questions, comments, concerns, thoughts? Oh, I don't, I don't know. When, when, when is this uh, starting for my personal, <laughs> personal uh, knowledge? Um, I'm going to hope that we have this up in like the end of August. So if someone's listening to this right now and it's not up at the end of August, <laughs> just send me an Instagram message and be like, you're a liar and a snake. Um, Please don't do that to him. I love him too much. But that's, that's like the goal is to be the end of August. So yeah. Awesome. Oh, okay. Wait, well, one more, one more question for you, Dylan. Uh huh. What is your thirteen? Oh, oh, it's the story of us from Speak Now. Like, hands down, it's like my all. It's the song that made me like a Taylor Swift fan. So, I have to put respect where respect is due. But thank you for putting me in the hot seat. You try. <laughs> well, you asked me to ask questions. <laughs> thank you. Um, okay. Well, that's all um, I've got for you and um thank you so much for doing this and taking time out of your day for it no problem thank you and just thank you for everyone who decided to stop and uh listen or if you're not stopping if you're like in your car and you're listening wherever you are if you're like on a jog or whatever thank you so much for listening in general it's greatly appreciated um and i'll see y'all speak to y'all talk to y'all in the future when we come back with the next episode where we talk about a place in this world. Cool. Have a good rest of your day. Be safe. Wash your hands and drink water. Bye.